Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for joining. Uh, this is Robert Craig. I'm Executive Director of Citizen Action of Wisconsin, and, what, and this will be short and sweet. Uh, we're releasing two poll questions of a very recent statewide poll that relate both to health care and to the state budget. And so I'm going to very briefly describe what these polling questions are, why they're relevant. Uh, the, the polling numbers themselves are available on the front of our website, Citizen Action of Wisconsin, uh, citizenactionwi.org, or just Citizen Action of Wisconsin, just Google and you will see a headline, and you can get to the, the, the polling question itself, the results, and you can also uh, get some, some cross-tabs there as well. And so that's all available and live right now. So what, uh, when I do, I'm going to briefly describe, then we hand it over uh, to Jim Williams from Public Policy Polling to talk about the results, and then we have three legislators on the Joint Finance Committee uh, to reflect upon this as well, Senator John Erpenbach, Representative Gordon Hintz, and Representative Chris Taylor. So let me get started. Uh, we asked two big questions. One question was, and public policy polling put this in their statewide poll, and they'll go through the methodology. Uh, one was whether we should take the money uh, for Medicaid that Governor Walker is leaving on the table. And I'll point out that the uh, wording of the poll was taking Medicaid money, not BadgerCare. It probably does even better if you use the Wisconsin brand. But even with that, it was a 31% margin, 31-point margin for taking the money. That's 58 to 27. So that is overwhelming public support uh, for taking the money in this budget. Uh, the second question regarded the U.S. Supreme Court decision uh, that's now pending, King versus Burwell, that could yank subsidies from over 183,000 Wisconsinites for health insurance. That relates to this budget because Governor Walker's approach to badger care specifically pushed many, many people into the new marketplace, making them vulnerable. So 54,000 people or so that were forced off Badger Care had about 81,000 people who would be eligible for Badger Care instead of the marketplace if we took the money. And if you ask the public whether Governor Walker has a responsibility to have a contingency plan, the plan for this, and to make sure no one loses their health care, it was a 20-point margin, 53% uh, for 33% against. So those are two overwhelming numbers that suggest that the public is, is very much opposed to two key provisions, and, and they're both related, uh, to the Wisconsin budget. That is not taking the badge of care money, and also, on top of that, leaving many, many Wisconsinites vulnerable to losing their health insurance premium subsidies if there's a adverse Supreme Court decision because they're not covered by badge of care, as they should be. So with that... Let me turn it over to uh, Jim Williams for public policy polling to talk a little about the, about the methodology and how, and how these polling results came out. So thank you very much for joining us. Hi, folks. This is Jim Williams with public policy polling. Um, I'm going to talk briefly about our methodology. We surveyed 1,071 registered Wisconsin voters, uh, Wisconsin voters from March 6th to March 8th. Uh, the margin of error for the survey is plus or minus 3.0%. And the way that we conduct most of our statewide surveys, 80% of the respondents from this poll were from uh, automated telephone interviews. Uh, those are landlines. The remaining 20%, uh, we interviewed using internet paneling, uh, and those folks are solely cell phone-only users. So that is how the, uh, the respondents uh, were tabulated. Um, I can talk a little bit about the demographics as well. Uh, I think you can see that in the link. Um, but the Obama-Romney 2012 vote, it was 50% Obama, 44% Romney. 
So in line with uh, the uh, 2012 vote there, it was 53% women, 47% men. The party breakdown was 34% Democrats, 32% Republican, 34% independent or other. Uh, the racial breakdown was 89% white, 5% African-American, 6% other. And then for the age breakout, we had 11% age 18 to 29, 22% age 30 to 45, 45% age uh, 46 to 65, and 23% older than 65. So those are the demographics and some information on the methodology and off the ground if folks have questions later. Great. Thank you, Jim. And let me turn it over to the members of the Joint Finance Committee, which is held its public hearings starting this week, uh, taking testimony from the general public on this budget. So let me start on the Senate side with uh, Senator John Erpenbach. Uh, Senator, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you very much. It's pretty clear uh, what the numbers indicate is something that uh, the uh, Assembly Democrats and Senate Democrats have been saying all along when it comes to the Medicaid expansion that uh, you know, poll after poll after poll shows overwhelming support for Wisconsin to accept the expansion. And obviously, it's the right thing to do uh, for people who do need that help. Uh, but it also helps us in a really pretty critical budget time right now here in the state where the governor's about $300 million from our UW system and, and basically cutting K-12 education and so on. So uh, needless to say, not only is it the right thing to do, but, uh, but obviously uh, we need the money. And secondly, and I think more importantly, uh, depending on which way the Supreme Court goes, is for Wisconsin to set up its own exchange. We have, uh, last number I saw was about 170 to 200,000 Wisconsinites in the federal exchange. And if the Supreme Court decision goes the wrong way, uh, they stand not only, <laughs> they stand to uh, lose a tremendous amount of money in that tax break that uh, uh, people obviously enjoy and it helps them out affordable health care. And Wisconsin has the ability, more importantly, Governor Walker has the ability to do something about it. And the legislature can't do anything unless he gives them the go-ahead, and that's to set up our own marketplace. If Wisconsin had its own marketplace, uh, Wisconsinites wouldn't be in, ja in uh, jeopardy of losing that uh, tax break. So uh, the, the, the two big issues here, obviously, is take the expansion to help not only Wisconsinites, but to help our budget. And also, we can get uh, the action, the wheels uh, moving to, to set up our own exchange. And, you know, uh, I, I, for the life of me, I don't know why we haven't done this already, except that I, you know, it's it's pretty clear that the governor's administration, Governor Walker's administration, from the beginning has been able to, uh, their priority is basically to try and make the Affordable Care Act fail, and, and nothing more than that. So uh, that's uh, that's what I have to add to it, Robert. Thank you very much, Senator. And, and just to... Uh, to put a fine point on it, uh, take, doing our own marketplace would protect a lot of people uh, from a bad Supreme Court decision. The others could be protected by taking the Medicaid money because that would take a lot of folks just for the poverty line off the, uh, off the federal marketplace where they're vulnerable right now. So let me go to the assembly side and let me just do alphabetical order without any other good reason. So Representative Gordon Hintz and then we'll have Representative Chris Taylor. So Representative Hintz, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, and thanks for uh, the information. And, and I echo Senator Erpenbach in that, you know, all along this has been a decision where the public has rejected um, the action, and I think uh, the polling continues to, you know, reinforce the idea that, that it's been a mistake um, over the past few budget cycles, but that it's even more of one now when we're facing um, dramatic cuts. I mean, this has been a decision that has failed at, um, at a budget level, meaning we lose revenue that we 
um, you know, could otherwise, you know, use to fund this program as other states have done. Um, it's bad for the economy as we have more uncompensated care. I believe the original hospitals association analysis said it costs up to 10,000 jobs. Um, and it's bad from a healthcare access standpoint. And so, you know, with where we are, um, you know, the interesting addition to this is on the state insurance exchanges and, you know, the, 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 the lack of a definitive answer from Governor Walker on just what will happen, given the impact on people's lives. I mean, just saying, well, that's a federal issue. Well, it's really not a federal issue. And I think we have an obligation as a state to make sure that if there is an unfortunate Supreme Court decision, that, that we're prepared, um, you, know, with our, you know, with our own exchange to meet whatever the new law is, um, but then we also do the right thing. And you know what? Uh, the last thing I will say is that given what we've seen in Indiana and Iowa and a number of adjacent states, you know, it's hard to imagine someone like Governor Thompson, you know, who was here when we you know, created the Badger Care program, not being creative with a federal waiver and a Medicaid program. Um, to utilize Wisconsin's private, you know, insurance market, which is, is healthy and competitive, um, you know, to meet some of the, you know, goals and outcomes that, you know, I think, um, you know, they would like to do. And so, you know, it's really a missed opportunity, and it's a decision that clearly is not driven by the best interest of uh, Wisconsin. Great, Representative Hinz. Thank you for your statement, and let me add that in cleanup, uh, Representative Chris Taylor. So <laughs> thank you for joining us, uh, Representative. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, we could have had a budget of growth. We could have had a budget of economic opportunity, and instead we have this budget of splashing and borrowing. And that's not because it was inevitable. It's because of the bad decisions that Governor Walker and Republican legislators have made that have literally taken $1.9 billion away from revenue. So we have $1.9 billion or less in revenue because of their bad decisions. So we need to start talking about revenue. You never hear Republicans mention it except occasionally on the, con on the um, side of transportation. But we need to talk about revenue generation. You know, when I asked um, Secretary Rose in the Joint Finance Agency hearing, how do I explain to people that we are paying more money to cover less people under Medicaid? And she's had no answer for me because there's no explanation for it. There's a potential of taking $345 million over the next biennium to provide needed life-giving health care for individuals to actually address some of the horrible gaps we have in this budget so the budget is not balanced on the backs of our kids and the opportunities that they need to be successful and for our state to be successful. So this is a no Brainer, and I think what this poll shows is the people of the state. It's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't we take this money to cover more people, and it costs taxpayers less? And we get out of some of these really hard decisions of splashing, of borrowing that just hurt our kids. So I really appreciate this information, and I think it just really kind of bolsters what we've all been saying: taxpayers and the people of the state us to do the right thing here and take this money that could help the people of the state of Wisconsin. Thank you very much, Representative Taylor. And so 
Obviously, we know where the public is right now. This poll is quite definitive on that, just as we enter the public process in the Joint Finance Committee. So we are certainly hoping uh, that the whole committee, not just uh, the three folks on this call, the three members of the committee on this call, will heed what the public would like them to see, would do, which would be to take the money, not leave money on the table for badger care, and to do the reasonable, responsible thing and take precautions to make sure 183,000-plus Wisconsinites don't lose their health care uh, in June. That means both taking the Medicaid money. It also means for people at the higher income level who are more, um, to give them a, our own state marketplace. So with that, let me see if there are any questions from the media for anyone who spoke on the call. Hi, this is Shemaine. Uh, the governor has basically said the onus is on the federal government. You know, they need to fix this if the Supreme Court case comes down against providing subsidies in states like ours. Um, and the administration, the, the Obama administration, has basically said, we don't know what we're going to do if that happens. Um, your reaction, I mean, you obviously think the ball should be in the state's court. It's uh, John Erpenbach. A couple of things on that. First of all, other Republican governors across the country have taken the Medicaid expansion because it's the right thing to do for their constituents. Uh, secondly, Governor Walker is running for president, and he's trying to be the most conservative of conservative out there. And as a result of that, some 80,000 people on Wisconsin are being thrown under his presidential bus just so he can look really tough. But more importantly, the Affordable Care Act was set up for the states to succeed. Uh, when they were putting this together, I, I don't think the Obama administration ever imagined a state not accepting the Medicaid expansion, first of all, and also not dealing with its own exchange, because each state can customize it as to the way it, it best fits their state. So it is not up to the federal government to fix the problem. It's up to Governor Walker to fix the problem if the Supreme Court decision has a negative impact on the federal exchange. We have the ability to do it here in Wisconsin. We can start today, and it's incumbent upon the governor to realize that he has the tools he needs to put together not only his own exchange or Wisconsin's own exchange, but take the Medicaid expansion. It's the right thing to do, and he needs to set his presidential ambition aside and actually get back to work here in Wisconsin. Uh, thanks, Senator yeah, uh, Representative Taylor or Hintz. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I would just say, look, this is the governor of the state of Wisconsin. Governor Walker should care about people in the state of Wisconsin, and this is going to be a huge problem for 180-plus thousand people in the state of Wisconsin who are going to be looking to leaders to solve the problem, to help solve the problem. So I don't think Governor Walker should get a pass here. He's governor of this state. He should care about the people of this state. He should want to solve this problem. That's going to be a huge, huge problem for some of the people of the state of Wisconsin. Uh, Representative Hanson, do you want to make a comment on this? Uh, I mean, just, you know, kind of, I mean, I, I acknowledge that, you know, a few minutes ago that, you know, this isn't a time to play politics. And I think that's the one thing that has really, uh, you know, rubbed some of us the wrong way is that this is a decision that impacts people's lives. It's about health care access. And we shouldn't be playing, you know, there's already enough decisions in this budget that are clearly being made without, you know, Wisconsin's long-term best interest and Governor Walker's own poll numbers you know, show that. I mean, as he's dropped, you know, over the last few months significantly, because I think people have, are starting to realize that, you know, we've just been a stepping stone. But again, if the Supreme Court makes this decision, this is something that, it, you know, it's not time to just point fingers. It's time to actually be a leader 
and step up. You know, at the time, we had plenty of, you know, stakeholders in Wisconsin wanted to be a part of a state insurance exchange, and we're very capable of setting that kind of thing up, but it's going to require a leader who's, you know, honestly making decisions uh, that care for uh, the, the short-term and best long-term interests of the stakeholders in the state. Yeah, and I would just add, this is Robert Craig, that this is a knowable natural disaster. I mean, it's not natural, it's human-made, but it's a disaster. You're talking about pulling health care away from people with pre-existing conditions, with cancer, uh, with heart conditions, like literally turning off the dialysis machine or start turning off the chemo machine. And if you're a leader, your job description is to put aside politics and ideology and do what's in the best interest of the people you're elected to represent. And so this is a perfect example of where politics needs to be put aside, just like we would if there was a hurricane coming over the shores of Lake Michigan and we knew about it. Uh, there's an obligation, a responsibility to take action here. And it's amazing that, that, uh, that the governor so far has tried to pass the buck. So let me see if there are other questions uh, from, from reporters on the call. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Public Policy Polling, for doing the research. And I know Senator Urbanbach, uh, Representative Taylor, and Senator have a lot of work to do preparing for tomorrow. So thank you for taking a little time out and joining the call. We really appreciate it. Thank you.